I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E. H-A-L-L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. This is your double dose, the Saturday show of the Chrisanne Hall Show, where we give you the news that you're not hearing and the news that you are hearing in the way that you ought to be hearing it. Truth, fact, not fake. No revision here. No political propaganda, only principles. The principles, by the way, that we ought to be covering the principles that we ought to be teaching in America because they are what makes America unique. Amen. Hallelujah. Makes America great. Makes America. I'm, I'm just like shy about saying that. <coughs> I have with me my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. and See how travelism works? Yeah, I know, right? The chilling effect the, on, on your very speech. Oh, we covered that yes on Thursday, right? Yeah. Our Thursday show. Remember, you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. Can I say that again? You have to be listening to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. The Daily Journal, which brings to you your daily dose of what you ought to hear, but you're not. Tribalism was something that we talked about. And it's something that we talk about in our new course at Liberty First University, The Art of the Argument. Yeah, and you see what you just did was it's called the association fallacy. It's a form of association fallacy of logic. Yeah. Right? Because I did. now that phrase has been associated with a certain person. Right. That person is made to be evil or attack so intensely now that you are hesitant to use that same phrase. Man, I've been even have hesitant to use the phrase uh y- your your uh your fears don't trump my rights. Yeah. Right? I mean that's that's the See, but that's how easily our minds can be controlled. Yep. I mean we don't we do it subconsciously. And, like the and word monkey. Like the, or word, the word monkey. Articulate, gorilla. Articulate. Don't go there. Can you I, Those of you listen out there. How many of you realize that the word articulate is now a dog whistle for racism for racism yeah articulate that's that's what came about after uh ron desantis said uh what do you say don't monkey 
don't monkey it up by voting for a socialist or something like that. Yeah. Do you remember? And then the guy he's talking about happens to be a black man who's running for governor in Florida who's a Democrat socialist. Yeah. we got to make that clear. He's not a, a Southern Democrat by the terms of many of the Democrats that you and I know that are friends with, our family members with. He's a he's, lefty radical. He is a lefty radical. And I guess DeSantis said he was an articulate defender of socialism. An articulate defender of socialism that's a racist comment and i can't believe it i just simply can't believe it you know i i found uh here on twitter there's a twitter user by the name of rich weinstein whose twitter handle is philly rich one and he has tweeted videos of liberals using the phrase monkey around or monkey it up uh, even on the on the floor of the U.S. Senate and at press secretary's podium in the White House press secretary room. And so this Twitter uh, guy, Philly Rich One, says uh, they include Bernard, uh, Ber- Bernie Sanders, Senator Bernard. Bernie S- Bernard. Yeah, like that, that. that Bernard threw me off. Sanders. Bernard Sanders of Vermont. Adam Schiff of California. Bill Nelson of Florida. Can you imagine? Bill Nelson of Florida. Uh, Minority Leader Charles Schumer of New York, Charles, who all said monkeying around with health care. Racists. Senator Dick Durbin said there's no monkeying around with numbers here. Richard. Richard. (laughs) And Christopher Van Hollen of Maryland said so we can avoid any monkey business with slush funds. And Jonathan Carey. Yeah, and uh, Senator Sheldon, White House, John Kerry, and former uh, Obama press secretaries Jay Carney and Josh Earnest, and former Clinton White House press secretary Mike McCurry all used the phrase monkey around or monkey in some sort. (laughs) Yep. See, it's this, this... Oh, you know, this this double standard that just makes me crazy. But it's not even just about it's not about double standards. It's about manipulating the people into into a shell shock. I would say it's about distraction. A lot of it's about distraction, distract the race. Then you don't talk. uh, You don't have to talk about the FBI investigation surrounding former Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum, now gubernatorial candidate for Florida. No. Right. You don't have to talk (laughs) about that. You don't have to talk about. The FBI, undercover FBI agents meeting with him and his other corrupt cronies and them discussing how they're going to make some sweetheart deal so they could develop this land and and stealing from the people. And then they actually vote and do it. So, you know, you don't have to talk about that. You don't have to talk about the potential corruption of this radical Cortez. He's a male version of Cortez now in Florida. And you don't have to talk about the fact that he is a socialist. And they're running. I mean, the reason he's up there. Which is synonymous with tyrant. Well, and they didn't, you know, Gwen Graham didn't come through. The the sort of more establishment Democrat with the name. So you see, as I said before, the radical leftists now control the Democrat Party fully. Mm-hmm. And they're counting on this in Florida, the Obama effect. Right. Right. Because right. they have no they have no platform. So you talk about racist. Let's get a black guy so that we can we can do the race thing. And then people will feel guilty and, and, you know, we'll motivate all the black community to get behind him because he's black. Come on. Right. Uh, You know, so that's what they're counting on because, again, the Democrats have no platform. Well, and it's it's just it's very shocking. It's it's very disturbing. It's 
and and for me, I you know, like I said, to to catch myself in these these kind of traps, you know, uh, we what, need to mm, yeah, well, just blah, makes me that's so the mad. Whole routine. By the way, one thing's funny. One thing cracked me up. Gillum, uh, they took their little trip to Costa Rica. You know, the lobbyist, the fake lobbyist, actually FBI undercover agents. Yeah. And they fly him to Costa Rica, and he's, oh, I was just vacationing. We we didn't actually meet or we didn't do anything related to that. Just just a vacation. Oh, yeah. Right. All you guys just happened to take the vacation the same spot, and you invited the fake lobbyist. I mean, come on, give me a break. Right. Right. So just more corrupt, more corrupt Democrat politicians. But it doesn't on the take. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, seriously, it doesn't have to be that way. I why can't we be party a uh, principle over party and truth over personality? I'm because the public schools have monkeyed it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for saying that out loud. I'm I'm sickened by what we're seeing in the schools. I have I don't I don't know if you can read this. But I have a friend on Facebook. She's actually, uh, she's an avid Chris Ann Hall show listener. She's, you know her, Lisa Cohen, right? So Lisa Cohen uh, posted on her Facebook page, uh, Lee County Government School Books, Rebranding Civic Definitions, okay? And so Lee County is here in Florida. Right. And she posts the definitions written by a seventh grader. Uh-huh. about government. And these are the, go- the definitions that she's having to copy out of the textbook right? and and memorize for the test. So let's hear it. What are, what are the new definitions? New speak. Remember 1984, Newspeak. if you hadn't read George Orwell's 1984, you're not familiar with new speak. Here we go. D- democracy, a form of government in which citizens hold the power. I think probably I can, ju- I mean, it goes through, it gives you direct democracy, representative democracy, monarchy, oligarchy, uh, autocracy, dictatorship, and socialism are on the first page. I think that I want to just read to you the socialism one first, or second, cause, since I already read the other one, uh, because I want you to hear how our textbooks are now defining socialism. Socialism. When the government takes an active role in the economy and protecting citizens from businesses, it may provide uh, free health care, education, etc., wow. but tax the wealthy. Wow. Protecting citizens from, from businesses. businesses. Wow, that's, man, it's like the hero. Yes. Socialism is the hero. The, the superhero. The Robin Hood. Socialism is now your superhero. Well, you know Robin Hood did not rob from the rich to give to the poor. Right. That's part of rob probably what they teach. But then they go, this is this is difficult to read because it's a picture of pencil handwriting on paper, which is all in print, by the way, because you know they don't teach cursive anymore. But now you have parliamentary, presidential democracy, uh, federal system, confederate, uh, Confederate system. I think it says confederal system. That's weird. A unitary system, command economy. What does that say? Uh, where the government owns and offers all the goods and services. 
So that we can be protected from business. So we can be protected from business, <laughs> right? So that's a command economy, market economy, mixed economy. Uh, and and there she sends uh, actually three pages. Uh, I'll give you the last three. Chief executive, uh, central government, and constitution, which the oh, definition of a... get to a constitution? Yeah, but it is a written plan of government. A written plan of government. A written plan yeah. of government. Now, we have 20 definitions now. Mm-hmm. Not That's a single one of them. Not a single one of them. What? Republic. A republic. No republic. There is absolutely no republic in definition. No republican- there. Republicanism. No republicanism. No, no self-government. No constitutional republic. No self-government governance. None of this. Only a beautiful revision of socialism. I, they probably. I imagine uh, Mr. Bernard Sanders may have forwarded that definition uh, yeah mr bernard sanders I- i'm serious this is what what our problem is in america uh the education system and when we come back after the break i want to share with you a lou dobbs poll that came out on twitter that i think really really uh, helps us understand what's going on bernard would love it bernard <laughs> Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here. You can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and constitutional education that everyone needs to have. Let me, I want to read that again. This Lee County School District, this is, you know, this can't be just Lee County School District. This has got to be the entire state of Florida, right? Right. What is socialism? What is socialism? When the government takes an active role in the economy and protects citizens from businesses, it may provide free health care and education, but tax heavily. Yeah. Crazy. No wonder our kids, you know, because what does tax heavily mean? That's why so many... Tax heavily means tax the wealthy. It doesn't mean me. That's why... So that's why socialism is good. Right. That's why so many college students support Bernard. Yeah. Bernard Sanders. Yes. I don't... Why... Why are you... Bernard. That's his name. I know. Bernard. But he likes Bernie. Feel the Bernard. (laughs) You're mocking him. That's not... that. you're, You're a bully. You are a social... Media bring it, bully. Bernard. Social media bully. I will break you, Bernard. <laughs> I'll be back. Hasta what is vista. he like? Ninety-five. You know, I don't know. Hundred eight. I don't know, but apparently he likes using the words "monkey around." Yep. But he's not a racist. He's a closet racist. He's a closet racist. So what is Lou Dobbs asking people if they want to shut down free speech? Yes, is that right? Lou Dobbs has a Twitter poll. Uh, to which nearly 26,000 people have participated, in which Lou Dobbs asks if you want to shut down free speech. Now, that's not the question he asks. He asks... It is the question, yes. I know, but that's not how it's asked. Uh Aha. 
if tech and social media companies continue with their anti-Trump mm-hmm. tribalism, right? Anti-conservative tribalism, tribalism bias. Should we demand regulation of their platforms? This is what's known as a leading question. A leading question because it's filled with emotive uh, background that will make you answer based on whether you like Trump or don't like Trump. Well, it drives you toward... Well, obviously, it drives yeah. you towards an answer. Toward an answer. Now, here, here's the thing: when you, if you, if you have activity on Twitter, you've been on Twitter, you see those Twitter polls. You don't get to see the results until you actually participate, mm-hmm. right? So I participated because I'm like, this is a no-brainer, right? Yeah. I hit obviously, yeah. no. Right. Right. I obviously hit no. Well, why? And discovered that twenty-one thousand two hundred and ten people disagree with you. Yes. Eighty-three percent. 80, did you do that math in your head that quick? No, I have a calculator on my <laughs> smartphone. <laughs> I was like impressed, that man. Bernard promised to give me for free. <laughs> wow, we, what did you I have for, for him? I gave him multivitamins this you morning. You gave Bernard everybody. multivitamins? No, I gave you multivitamins this no, morning. No, I think that's good. He looks like he's about to keel over. No, 83% said yes, 80, shut down. 83% said that we should have the government regulate social media, tech and social media. Because of their anti-Trump, anti-conservative bias. bias. You know what? Go find me on Twitter. I'm at at Chris Ann Hall. That's my my handle on Twitter, at Chris Ann Hall. And you can help me educate people on this because this is probably frightening. But, but you know, this is terrifying to me. A lot of the comments... The people that were against it commented. So there are a lot of good, good pro uh, freedom of speech comments and anti-status comments. But right at the top, I don't know how this is ordered, but you have one uh, say basically posting Abraham Lincoln's executive orders when he shut down newspapers and uh, stuff like that. So we should do it because Lincoln did it. Lincoln. How many people out there realize Lincoln shut down newspapers? I don't, you know, most of the people that we've run into who are Lincoln uh, fans, fanatics, whatever, that uh-huh. he's like the ultimate hero, I don't think it would matter to them. Either they wouldn't believe you or it wouldn't matter. Here, oh, you're, like what we, we got, oh, right, you're a libertarian, uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, you hate you hate Lincoln. Can I just read a line <laughs> what we get. from this executive order from Abraham Lincoln, May 18th, 1864, directed to Major General John A. Drix? commanding at New York, he says, you will also take possession by military force of the printing establishments of New York and Journal of Commerce and hold them same until further orders and prohibited any further publication therefrom. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. I, I wonder, J.C., how many people are going to uh, be angry at us because we've read from Abraham Lincoln's executive order showing that Lincoln was anti-free speech? Well, at least you didn't read his first inaugural address and, yeah. and reference his racist statements. Yeah, no kidding. So that would be it terrible. It won't be... It won't be that bad. You'll just lose several thousand Facebook followers. But we're talking right now about this Twitter poll from Lou Dobbs. And the Twitter poll says, if tech and social media companies continue with their anti-Trump, anti-conservative bias, should we demand regulation of their platforms? And of course, I voted no, but I'm only, I'm only in line with 17% of the people. 20, nearly 26,000 votes and only 17%. That's about 4,300. 4,300 out of 26,000 mm-hmm. understand, number one, that the government should have no power to regulate tech and social media. Or they could be a bunch of Democrats, and they just they just op- they oppose it for the same reason that the other guys support it. Do you think Lou Dobbs <laughs> uh, yeah, attracts hate Democrats? Lo- hate Trump or love Trump. Oh, yeah, he, well, he'll have trolls. <clears throat> but it could be, I'm just saying it could be the same reason, right? It's not... It might not be principle. It might be just we, we hate Trump like the others. We love Trump, so you should shut down free speech. See, here's the thing. So this guy, uh, you know, if you go through this tweet, again, if you go to my Twitter account, at Chris Ann Hall, you can see this this Lou Dobbs because I retweeted it with the, you know, obviously, Mr. Dobbs, your audience needs an education yeah. on on uh, free speech and the principles. And there's no there's no indication he's for it or against it. No, I, no, no. I, but his audience. That's why I said his audience. I don't know his position on it. but Well, that's why I said his audience. But now you go down through the, the replies, the comments, and it's crazy. See, here's, here's something that I recognize. So this guy, uh, Johnny Say Hey, says, Revealed, Google staffers have had at least 427 meetings at the White House over course of Obama presidency, averaging more than one a week. So obviously... That's known as red herring. Yeah, well, right, because... Because ob- it doesn't have anything to do with the topic. It does it's, not. It's something separate. Right, and obviously, Mr. Johnny here identifies that there is a problem. Correct. And the problem is government entanglement. Yes. That's the problem. Right, exactly. The problem is government entanglement. That's the problem I have, that Google and these guys embed with the government, the government embed with them. But you give the authority to the government to regulate these things, and regulate speech is not the solution. It will actually exacerbate the current problem. How about this for a conspiracy theory? What if the government gets in bed with these guys so that it could it, it could drive these controversies and then cause people to demand regulate my right to free speech? All right, here let me let me give you another example that's already in play. Does the government not regulate <clears throat> pharmaceuticals? Yeah. So does that decrease the influence of pharmaceutical companies on the government or increase? The influence of pharmaceutical companies on the government. Well, if you observe what's going on, you would I think you'd have to include increase increase 
because now you'll have a whole team of lobbyists, right? These pharmaceutical lobbyists who spend billions of dollars paying off our congressmen right. to get favorable regulations and bills passed. So you have at the same time one of the most regulated industries on the planet and one of the most powerful industries on the planet. Right, exactly. So how, how you have to question this logic. I was going to say lefty logic, but this is obviously... This is not. How would you call what? I don't know. Well, I would say statist. Statist, bunch of statists on the right rather than statist on the left. Well, I think the statism has the same degree of ignorance uh, on either side of as as socialists do, because they're both asking for more government, thinking it's going to bring about some kind of peaceful utopian existence. Sure. But at, right, but either utopia for the left or utopia for the right. Exactly. While both are demanding that government be the one to drop the hammer to control the other side. So let's take this example. Not with the realizing fu- they'll be controlling everyone, everyone. including those who are demanding uh, the intervention. So let's take, for example, uh, further this this pharmaceutical thing, right? So the pharmaceutical companies are regulated to keep Americans safe from bad drugs. Yet how many times do you see commercials with drugs where one of the chief side effects is sudden death, yeah, right? Not to mention 57 other fatal side effects. Of, yeah, right. Not only that, we have the Amish farmer who is now in prison because he did not comply with the USDA label regulations for a salve made out of chickweed. Yeah. Why? Because he doesn't have the lobbyists. So what I'm trying to say is if we if we want government to regulate social media, that's only experience. Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, love him or hate him. He said experience is the oracle of truth and where its responses are unequivocal. They ought to be held to be sacred and conclusive. Our unequivocal truth here is this. Number one, when government regulates an industry, it does not decrease the power of that industry. It increases the power of that industry. When government regulates industry, it does not decrease entanglement within gov- with government. It increases entanglement with government. And number three, when government regulates industry, it does not empower the people or expand their choices or expand their liberty. It oppresses the individual right of the person and self-governance, period. Every time we're on a show, I always realize why your social media goes up and down, like you have to have the most because you've commented of how active you have one of the more one of the higher engagement uh, levels, right? Out yeah. of, of any similar or similarly sizable accounts like yours, and I, I think you must have the purest uh, social media following out there because you're like <laughs> constantly purging. I well, see that's funny because because y- y- it's notice- always principle, and you yeah. and you know, ah, you know, you're gonna get the. Oh, you're you're siding with whoever, right? And then they leave. So, I you must have the purest social media. Like your that's loyal why we're so active. I guess are crazy locked in on principle, man. You you have to have the purest <laughs> social media Amen. group. Hallelujah. Out there. That's what we're striving for. Yeah, because you know, I mean, this like if you you're in this thing, you would supposed to toe the line like if you're a republican you have to be for this you have to be for shutting down social media because of anti-trump bias you're just a trump you know straight trump trumper whatever they call him trump supporter and your entire basis is trump right then you're supposed to support this so Mm -hmm. the fact that you focus on the principle and say no no this is wrong then 
you know, off go all the establishment Republicans and the sycophants. You lost the left sycophants. You lose the right sycophants. And there you go. I love it. I yeah, it. I love this guy <laughs> responding to to because I love when when people identify hypocrisy. I think that's a really good check and balance yeah. on, on your own personal psyche. And we have Robert Crooks, R. Crooks, 1969. Hey, probably a lefty. Probably a lefty. And here's what he says. Oh, so conservatives are all about government regulation now. Well, if so, let me tell you about a few industries in de- desperate need of regulation. Right. But I am. Hello. How, how, see, this is how do you have credibility if you do not have consistency? And that's why we're principle over party, truth over personality, because it's got to you, you got to have credibility. So there are a lot of there are, you know, we've highlighted some of the the, the bad ones, but there are, like you said, a lot of good comments. Yeah, a whole lot. Yeah. So texts are not regulated by the Constitution, only the government. Thank you, C.H. Spite. You know, there's lots of uh, uh, the ones that really, really disturb me, however, are the ones that talk about, well, this this is a violation of free speech. Right. Yeah. Not not the regulation. Those, but the, those are the ones that need to sign up for LFU. Right. The social media companies are violating our freedom. Yeah. Of speech. There is a poster that explains that. Like that's for the government. Knucklehead. Yeah. These are private companies. Right. Exactly. In, in as much as they're not entangled with the government, which that is the core problem. Right. right. Not not the idea. So really, it's it's an unregulated government. Right. Not an unregulated social media company. Right. Because we have regulations for the government. It's mm-hmm. called the Constitution. So right. you basically have the government that's that's uh, violating the regulations. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the entanglement so that, with yeah. these companies. Right. You, you have to wonder. How big would Twitter be? How big would Google be? How big would Facebook be if there weren't in the, the background the some government, government background yeah, there? Exactly. You know, seriously. And then yeah, we you, would have a pure you, free market right. system. And so then you wonder why these other alternatives, because people talk about, oh, it's free market and there are other alternatives. It doesn't seem like they can go anywhere. Right. Right. Why? Because of these technocrats that are entangled with the government that have a stronghold on the industry. So you know, if you want to if you want to do something, get the government out of these things. Right. Stop st- stop letting the government uh support and back and fund and control the market uh in favor of these giant technocrat corporations. Right. We have um our friend Rob Wood sent me a message a heads up about a a book that's that's come out called constitution 3.0 freedom and technological change now he heard our episode with uh patrick wood on technocracy and actually downloaded the um the uh kindle version of this book to you know Art of War, Know Thy mm-hmm. Enemy, right? right? And he says it's absolutely frightening. Technocracy wants its own constitution. And he sent me this, uh, and I've looked over the free version of it a little bit, and he sent me some pages. And I just want to, I want to talk about this because this is, this is where where we're going because yeah, this is of where the they want to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. he says, quoted from this book. This is actually a quote from page two of the Kindle version of the book, and it says, quote. As these examples show, a series of constitutional provisions, including the 1st, 4th, 5th, and 14th Amendments, provide no clear answers 
at least as currently interpreted, to the question of how we can preserve American values in the face of dramatic and rapid technological change. You know why you have to ask that question? Because we don't teach that the Constitution is about principles and not a statute book to regulate activity. We don't need new interpretation. We don't need additional information. We need proper application of the Constitution through the understanding of the principles of inherent liberty that are uh, the, the driving force for the entire creation of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the final segment of our first hour of the Chris Ann Hall Saturday Double Dose of Truth, Principle, and Constitution in the current event, current situation of government and liberal bias. Uh, This is where we have to say goodbye to those of you who uh, only carry our show for one hour. But remember... You have to go to chrisannhall.com. You can go to Spotify. You can go to iTunes. You can go to Google Music Play. There are many different places where you can go where you can get the entire show. Subscribe. Help us. You help us by subscribing. You know how else you help us? You help us by supporting our sponsors. One of our sponsors is InSearchOfLiberty.com. And InSearchOfLiberty has a special, um, a special Constitution Week sale going on right now at InSearchOfLiberty.com. Buy two, get one free. So that way you can share the In Search of Liberty movie to your friends and family members and they can help show this movie that will bring people back to the important understanding of the Constitution. In Search of Liberty.com, buy two, get one free. You will have it by Constitution Week. Do it today. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> famous you know, what's cool about famous all the movie quote. Do ma- it. Do Matrix. it now. Yeah. What's cool about all the, you know, you the Spotify and the iTunes mm-hmm. and all that, you, you could watch, you listen to the show in between college football games. Oh, really? Right? I did college not know that. Football's kicked off, so then you can just, hey, I got a break before the next game. Boom, I'm going to listen to the Chris Hall show. We have lots of people who listen to us on the way to work and on the way home. Yep. You know, because you Bluetooth in your car now. And Absolutely. You can, uh, uh, you know, there's so many. It's just awesome how many ways. And uh, we have people all over the world listening to this. Why? Because liberty is not the sole possession of America. America is great. Did you hear me? I said great. Great again. Uh, great again. America is great. I don't think it ever stopped being great. No, I don't think so. I think the people forgot. But uh, America is great because we take these inherent principles that are in the possession of every human being and told our government, you sh- thou shall not infringe, thou shall not abridge. And so, you know, I, I, am, I am so excited to, to be a part of this. You know, I, I want to mention something. Uh, I got to find this 
this article here real quick. Um, or no, that's the Bernie Sanders article. Bernard. 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 Speaking of inherent rights, I want to read this headline to you. Chicago's children caught in crossfire, alarming number of minors shot or killed in violence-plagued city. Chicago. That place is a disaster. With some of the strongest gun regulations in America. Yeah, that's... And they are the most, one of the most violent places, gun violent places in America. Now remember, according to Democrats, that's because not enough federal funds are spent there. Not, oh, that's right. It hasn't. It, it's not. Mora- it's, it's not, not a, morality a morality issue. issue. These aren't bad people. They're just upset about infrastructure. Right. They don't have enough money from the government, so they want to go shoot children. Yeah. Oh, this pothole! I'm gonna set this guy on fire. This pothole's driving me crazy. Yeah. So here's the it. crazy thing. I I don't get it because this is just some random headline. If 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 this were actually. Uh, if the media was actually worried about gun violence, was actually worried about saving children's lives, this would w- this article is what we would be seeing every thirty seconds. But it's on a back page on uh, Fox News, and and Laura Ingram is actually talking about it. So I just I want to know why is it? Well, I know why it is, right? But here's the crazy thing. What is it that Einstein said? If you do the same thing over and over and again and expect different results, that is the definition of insanity. Insanity, right? So we have this colossal failure of gun control. This example of colossal failure of gun control in Chicago, which by the way is repeated wherever there is a gun-free zone, right? Yep. And now we still have places of course uh, the Socialist Republic of California is now uh, expanding gun takeaway laws, and it's on the governor's desk. Do you think Jerry Brown's going to decide uh, on AB 2888, a proposal to allow co-workers and school officials to seek restraining orders against weapon owners who are perceived to pose a threat? Right. Seriously. Okay, that sounds great. I have a grievance, a grudge against my my coworker. Now I'm going to go get a restraining order and allow the government to come in by the force and color of law to take away his due process. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I said Daily Journal, didn't I? This is actually the second hour of our Saturday double dose of journal. Double dose, and we're talking about principle. Well, you you have uh, listeners in Canada, right? I, yes, I do. Apparently, the Canadian government's mad at us again because Trump said he's not going to compromise with about the the I guess the redo of NAFTA. NAFTA. So he says it's going to be on our terms. <laughs> well, I read that apparently NAFTA's re- rewriting is is a boon for Mexico and America, yeah, like, like a real free trade agreement. It's supposed to be a good deal, with Mexico, and then Trump says eventually. Canada will get on board, 
you know, they'll have to. They have no choice, he said. But it's going to be on our terms. It wasn't supposed to be public. going to be our terms. We're yeah. Not, they they compromising with it. They thought Which that. Which is similar to what Trudeau said, in the, you know, before. Said, right. You know, I'm when they got mad about him, you know, him and Trump going to each other, and Trudeau says, uh, you know, I'm standing up for my country and, mm-hmm. and Canada and all that. I mean, that's what leaders are supposed to do, right? Right. Exactly. Here's the crazy thing. Um, you know, I, I think back in uh, 1776, we gave Canada the opportunity once to, again to, to be part of what we were doing, to be a part of the greatest country in the world. And, yeah, and, they, and they missed out. They said, no, we'd, we'd rather be under the king. <laughs> yeah. We'd rather be part of a monarchy. Uh, so I, I don't know. Well, Trudeau's got his knickers in a bunch again. Knickers in a bunch. Whatever. We should have our knickers in a bunch. We should be very upset at what's happening in America. You know, I, before in the last segment, I was talking about these gun restraining orders. And it reminds me of a conversation that I had with our state attorney, Jeff Sigmeister. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, we were talking about stand uh, your ground. We were talking about justifiable use of force for some research that I was doing. And you know what he said? He said, he said I wish that gun restraining orders would be left to due process. Mm-hmm. I wish gun restraining orders would have to go through the DA or the state attorney's office right. and then have to go through the entire Uh, process of due process because here's the thing from a personal perspective from a liability perspective you're going to have a hard time finding a judge who will not sign one yeah right because if the judge fails to sign a gun restraining order and then somebody comes along and is gets hurt because of the failure to sign then it's not a process that allowed that happen. It's a person. Yeah. And that's an individual liability. And that's the thing that well, I have I, against these gun restraining yeah, orders. And I've heard that as part of the argument. You yeah. Know, well, what if you don't? You know, right. what could happen, whatever. Right. So that's the problem with these gun restraining orders. You have this, this new fangled process that avoids and denies due process, which leaves one person, one person, in charge of the fate of the property rights of another person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we have the Fourth Amendment. That's why we have the Fifth Amendment. That's why we have the Sixth Amendment. That's why we have the Seventh Amendment. To establish, not just once, but multiple times, in four different amendments, why the right to property must go through due process. Because just as easily as a judge can say, well, I, you know, what if, what if I say no and, and then somebody gets hurt, then it's on me. What's the check and balance if you get a crazy activist judge, somebody that's been put on the bench by Bernard? Right. I'm giving you a chance to do your Bernard impression <laughs> again. Bernard. 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 On the bench by Bernard, who wants to remove guns, who is an activist judge, right? Then what are you going to do? There's no accountability is what I'm trying to say, and that's what, what the problem is. Now, I want to... Well, that's DeVos, Betsy DeVos in the uh, college world, right? The mm-hmm. education secretary uh, is under fire now because she's trying to roll back the Obama era Title IX regulations that um, apparently work to deny the accused uh-huh. their due process rights. Right, right. So the so I um, on both sides of the spectrum here, what do you have? Like a Fox article. 
I have the uh, the Huff Post article up here, <laughs> which is interesting when you see these two things next to each other which yeah. goes to show you there's always uh there's always three an angle there's three sides to us to the <laughs> truth right the left side the right side and then the yep. truth in the middle but here's the thing HuffPost is like this the education secretary potential new title nine regulations could be disastrous for sexual assault survivors what what is what exactly is betsy uh, betsy ross <laughs> betsy devos trying to do she trying to deregulate the go- the the pull the federal government out of school regulations and establish a due process, right? right? Yeah, exactly. God forbid we pull the federal government out of regulating our lives. Yeah, well, I mean you've seen a you've seen a number of uh, these guys wrongly accused and then come out later. Yeah, it didn't happen and whatever. He's the famous Duke Lacrosse case and. Uh, a lot of different things. The guy from, uh, I, where was it? Um, I think it was Southern Cal mm-hmm. or Penn. Yeah, I think Southern California. Who's the guy's a pro Bo- football player now? He's a pro football player now who still has all that entanglement from a domestic violence thing. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just crazy. And and I'm not talking about, about you know, not holding people accountable. Well, it's not... It, it, they talk about oh, it's not protect the uh, the victims of sexual assault. It's it's not about that. It's about protecting everybody involved in the process. Like the one accused deserves protection as well. Right. Right. And that's the whole idea of due process. You know, I think there's a there's a there's an essential principle to due process that that has not been taught for a very long time. Uh, that eludes many, many people, and it is the reason, uh, one of those reasons why we are unique. Because we are an innocent until proven guilty society by foundation, maybe not by practice today, but by foundation, what we have is a system of due process, and I used to teach this to our incoming prosecutors when I was was a, a prosecutor here in the state of Florida training new prosecutors, and saying, look, it may be frustrating that that somebody you you feel you know in your heart is guilty gets away. It may be frustrating to get that not guilty verdict, but we have to understand that the system is built, and let me repeat this, the system is designed so that maybe the guilty will go free so that never an innocent man is convicted. Right. That's how it's supposed to work. We protect the innocent to such a degree. And that's where statism is the problem because the statism is about a dragnet. We'll pull everybody so we can get, get the guilty. I, you know what it just occurred to me? Statism is the chemotherapy of law. Right, we'll get everybody, and by that we'll get all the good. Maybe uh, all the bad guys. Maybe we'll accidentally get a couple good guys in the mix. Yeah. But that's what that's what uh, dictatorships are about. That's right. what totalitarian governments are about. Constitutional republics are, or at least America's constitutional republic, is built on the principle of innocent until proven guilty, and that we must save the innocent at all cost. Well, I think uh, DeVos sums it up in this context. Perfectly. She said every survivor of sexual misconduct must be taken seriously. Every student accused of sexual misconduct must know that guilt is not predetermined. These are non-negotiable principles. Due process either protects everyone or it protects no one. The notion that a school must diminish due process rights to better serve the victim only 
creates more victims. Well, amen and hallelujah, Betsy, uh, Betsy DeVos, right? So I'm just, I think this is important, but people will not understand this because we're not teaching this in these institutions. Oh, yeah, definitely not not on college campuses. We're not teaching this. Now, I want to point out, once again, the problem here is not uh, Betsy DeVos. The problem here is not whether we repeal the regulation or not. You know what the problem is? Once again, government entanglement in these universities, federal government. Now, uh, it's the states can be entangled. That's a state power, but not the federal government's power. And we've got to, we got to get this, we got to get this right, guys. We got to get this right. We got to make sure that we're following the right principles because it's not about us. Our avidity to punish will, will be an arm of, of despotism around the neck of our children. It's too important to monkey up. <laughs> Too important to monkey up. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, uh, wow, I'm looking through the stuff today. There's, um, I I wanted to talk to you about this today, about the, um, what is it, compulsory education policies of the schools. Yeah, this thing started started picking up speed. We talked about this a couple shows ago, right? The uh, the idea of uh, what they were, were going to arrest kids, arrest and, children, uh, all kind of. Now they're put arrest- them in prison. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I, I this is something that I'm. Uh, this is part of my transformation process. Can I just just be transparent with everybody out there? Remember, I'm. I was not born a constitutionalist. I did not. Was never taught these principles. I had to learn them on my own, and I had to hashtag walk away. Right. So while I was a prosecutor, I was involved in these truancy cases. And the fact that these, uh, it's coming up in the news to, uh, lately is, is curious to me because... It's a big push. States have had these kinds of truancy laws for decades. Yeah. Uh, Florida, for example, when I was a prosecutor a decade ago, was putting parents in jail for their children being truant. Uh-huh. And uh, if your child misses school, you're, you're called into the circuit court... And uh, the truancy officer presents the case. The judge tells the parent, uh, you know what? You got to get this kid in school. He can only miss 15 uh, times uh, and only use uh, uh, in a year and only four within a, a calendar month. Yeah. And if you fail to meet my order as a judge, next time you'll go to jail. Right. And I remember being, you know, sort of the training on this was, well, it's not the kid's fault he's not going to school. It's bad parenting. And so if we threaten the parents, they'll make sure that the children are in school. And if we threaten them with jail, then they may lose their job and they want to keep their job so they will keep their children in school. But now I'm having this whole new thought process about compulsory education because of the indoctrination.
The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. And and I'm 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 internally troubled about this. I off, I I sometimes get internally troubled by the things that I used to do. <laughs> right? Because right. I'm I, I realize that not only was oh, I just had a thought. I was a hardcore socialist. Right. I went from being a hardcore socialist to being a hardcore status. Statist. Right. And now I have found principle which makes me neither is it because i had to experience both that i had to come to the realization where they were both wrong maybe maybe i'm just that kind of hard-headed stubborn yeah. person well, right jacksonville's pretty intense about the truancy thing and they do absolutely ra- citywide roundups and getting the kids jacksonville florida school. yeah but you know they it's a they have entire areas of really uh, you know bad violence and 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 shootings you go through these rash of shootings as we've done lately and and so i don't know man it's a big it's a big issue over there well it but makes they, me want to get to the source of the yeah, problem so that's the thing but they do i know in in jacksonville they have i mean they'll do counseling with parents and home visits and i mean it's a really sort of neighborhood engaged process it's not just i you know sometimes the report just makes it like uh, you know, the city showed up and just started throwing parents in jail and, and rounding up kids and all this right. sort of stuff. It's, there actually it's is some due process going on. Yeah, and it's a it's a community engagement kind of thing. Now, whether or not uh, we should be compelled to go to government schools is another thing. But in Florida, you, you don't have to. Right, you know, right. You, you don't have to do that. I mean, it's Florida com- has one of the most, uh, I think, the most uh, homeschool and private school friendly, school alternative friendly uh, laws in the nation. Not without opposition or right. constantly having to yeah. fight that. No, yeah, no question. But, but, the but diligent even relative to other states, though. Diligent parents diligent parents are, are constantly in Florida fighting from this. But well, here's bad the thing. parents make it bad for everybody. Right. Well, bad facts make bad law, and that's what we're dealing with. So uh, the solution then to the problem, I, you know, I just I can't get over. We've been We've been having in our household lately the discussion of the the over-criminalization of things that ought to be civil uh, and the, the uh, I say, cruel and unusual punishment of civil infractions uh, that have created a society where everybody is a criminal. Yeah, so think back to so your experience with these uh, cases when you were a prosecutor. It yeah. seems to me if you're simply threatening the person like you, you know, you talked about sort of the philosophy. You threaten the person with arrest, or you arrest them, or whatever. It's this sort of being under threat, and so they'll comply. That doesn't get to get to the no. question of um, what else is going on here right. to create this in the first place. Are you saying that they weren't afraid enough of the state, and therefore they weren't going to school? So that's the solution. Uh, that that's the problem I have with it. It's an, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, there are a lot of sort of ways you could look at it. But in one sense, it's an incomplete approach. It doesn't, I mean, just punishing somebody and threatening somebody and make them scared enough to go to school uh, doesn't, right, it might get them in school, yeah, but it doesn't get to the heart of the matter. Well, we have truancy laws around the country uh, where parents can be fined up to $2,000 per offense and Uh up to one year in jail. Yeah. See, that, that doesn't seem befitting of the crime to me. I, I don't know. I like the I like the um, we had a judge 
I think he's actually retired now. But we had a judge in uh, the Third Circuit who would not put the parents in jail, but uh, by threat of jail, by uh, criminal contempt or, or civil contempt, right? He, he would sentence the parents to go to school with the children. Mm. So your child won't go to school. Well, guess what? Now you have to go to school with your child. And so now you don't have somebody being arrested and thrown into prison, right? But you still have the same force of threat because you have to take time off work and people don't, can't take time off work to do that, you know, that sort of thing. And I think the problem here is, it, I think it's a multifaceted problem, but I think that it, it boils down to the destruction of the family unit. Yeah. You don't have parents who are, are um, involved in the lives of their children. Uh, we have children two parents working so nobody has time to actually take the child to school and we've turned over the raising of our children to the government it shouldn't be surprising to us that the government thinks they own our children now so what is the solution i don't know chicago would say more more federal funding i say it's a morality thing yeah well, they, their neighborhoods are falling apart and all this happening. Why? Because we don't have government funding. They don't recognize, you know, well, you've been under the control of a Democrat Party that teaches victimhood and tears down your economy in the first place. You know, so we're not going to deal with that. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. I am Chris Ann Hall. You can find us at chrisannhall.com. You can also find us at libertyfirstuniversity.com, where your education on civics, on government, is guaranteed to be based on principle based on truth, based on history. No government revision, no government uh, mandates, no whatever. We are here to teach you how government's supposed to work, not how government wants to work. And I have this thing that I want to talk about. So I I see this article uh, on Fox News, and it says, Dem Rep warns immigration officers following illegal Trump orders you will not be safe. Now this is this is causing a big stir in social media and Facebook and Twitter and I want to I want to talk about this because I I want I want to show this is based on a tweet written by Ruben Gallego. And Ruben Gallego is an Arizona Democrat. He's a representative and he tweeted on Thursday this. Now let me repeat to you this headline. Are you ready? Dem rep warns immigration officers following illegal Trump orders, you will not be safe. Okay? He tweets, if you are a U.S. government official and you are deporting Americans, be warned. When the worm turns, you will not be safe because you were just following orders. You do not have to take part in illegal acts ordered by this president's administration. What do you find wrong with that tweet? Well, he said deporting Americans. Americans, right? The headline said immigrants. Immigrants. 
illegal. And not only that, there's two things. Donald Trump is not ordering that Americans be deported. Right. So what we have is a false paradigm being, uh, being substantiated by not only the Democrats who are trying to allege that Donald Trump is ordering that Americans be deported. But then you have the Fox News headline who, who reinforces that error by not pointing out the fact, number one, that, hey, this is not about illegal immigrants. This is not about immigrants here on green cards who are supposed to be following the law or being deported. It's not about Americans. And why aren't we talking about the fact that it's not about Americans? There's such an easy way to defeat that tweet. Well, hey, you know what, dude? Nobody, as an American, is being deported. Well, I, I know for a fact that happened under the Obama administration. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that what they're talking about? What are they talking I don't understand what they're talking about. No, I, I, I don't. I, and that's the whole point that we're trying to get at here. Why not defeat these things on their face? Citizens having. Um, is this about having border patrol checks where you have to show your passport coming across the border? Uh, and are, are American citizens being. Uh, having their their passports taken or are these green card holders or are these illegal immigrants i mean what are we talking about here this is the issue that needs to 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 be addressed by just simply and this is what my point is by simply just throwing up these these raw meat clickbait things right we're not uh-huh. getting to the issue so everybody is an illegal immigrant. Everybody is being deported. Americans are being deported. I think that it goes back to the story that we covered on Thursday on the Daily Journal. Remember? The guy was pulled over, was arrested by ICE at the gas station, uh, and uh, he was taking his pregnant wife to the hospital for her, her cesarean section, right? So what then is the issue here? Well, the issue is that he had a warrant out for his arrest from Mexico for murder. I want us, I want these news stories to get to, to the real issues. I want these news stories to, to be teaching us and bringing us the facts. What if, what if it's, so this strikes me as what do we have here? Is this Fox News trying to distract from the actual story? If he said if he's talking about right, his quotes first off, his quote said nothing about illegal, illegal immigrants. immigrants. Right, it that's says what I'm saying. Americans being detained right. and deported. Okay. Right. That is a, if that's happening, that's a problem. That is a problem. So then is Fox News trying to distract from the fact that that's happening? By now turning it into something this guy didn't say? Who, who's being deceptive here? It seems like Fox News is the one being deceptive because that's right. not what the quote says. And when you look at the article that his tweet refers to, it's, right. it's not talking about 
illegal immigrants. It's talking about Americans either mistakenly or whatever detained and deported by a messed up process. And by the way, this is here's the other problem. I don't think he's. Well, I guess he referred to the presidential administration. So mm-hmm. the guy tweet referred to Trump, to Trump. Trump administration. So here's a problem with the guy who, t- who tweeted it. Mm-hmm. This has been happening right. before Trump ever showed up. Right. So the fact is, this is not a presidential problem, right? Apparently. Right. Apparently it's not there's a political something, problem. There's something else going on here that needs to be addressed. But once again, th- this is what happens when everything is framed in tribalism. So Thank it has you. to be ant- anti-Obama or anti-Trump, right? So when this was happening under President Obama and Americans, I mean, I know the one story of, of American basically being dumped over over the border in Mexico with practically nothing, he ends up, I think, in El Salvador or some somewhere in Central America he had walked to to finally find an American embassy. The guy was a veteran yeah. to finally be able to get back to the United States. Okay, that happened under the Obama administration. Here's the thing. You never heard about that. Right. Right, because you had the uh, Obama, you had the Democrat-leaning media, media that right. has dominant control. Okay, so now... We're under the Obama administration or the Trump administration. So now Fox doesn't want those stories to come out. So right. when you're tribal, so in both instances, no matter what the administration, the people don't learn about what's really going on. So you can't address the actual problem because now we're in a situation where the Dems have gone to such an extreme to attack uh, ICE and and uh, Border Patrol and, and, you know, any law enforcement at all. That now our galvanic reaction is you can't criticize any form of law enforcement. Well, you know what happens w- when we get in that situation? No problem that is actually occurring legitimately in law enforcement will be addressed. Right. And so that's, to me, the big problem here. Well, and I and here, here's the crazy thing. I, how many people realize out there that for over a decade now, we have had uh, the federal courts establish what they call constitution-free zone uh-huh. around the border of the United States. Correct. A hundred-mile border around the interior uh, a border of the United States by the federal court courts deemed to be the constitution-free zone where these kind of things can happen to Americans yeah. because mm-hmm. the federal government says... Because of national security, you have no rights here. Well, and you have tons of video right. of, of these border We've patrol had people, agents. We know saying, people personally yeah, that saying, have gone through this. You don't have constitutional rights here. You don't have rights here. We, over and over, you, you see that. And here, here's the thing. It, wouldn't this be a great time, right? We're so now tribalistically uh, self-blinding, mm-hmm. right, that we say because the Democrats hate law enforcement so much, Right now that mm-hmm. we're in charge, now we're gonna we're gonna say you can't criticize law enforcement at all, no matter what they do. Right. Wouldn't this be a great time for bad actors to infiltrate law enforcement yeah. and do bad things? Because well, now you can't be criticized. Well, I think it would be it would be the perfect time for administrators uh, and government officials to create rules and regulations that that outlaw criticisms of Here. of of law enforcement so that when they, you know, when, because remember, it's just a tit for tat in politics. But, yeah, but here's what blows me away. It's, it's the Democrats in power today, the Republicans in power tomorrow, and it's the way it just switches yeah, off. But we're, and we're using that kind of uh, separation just for the sake of discussion. 
the fact of the matter is, and this is what blows me away, um, just because your guys in the White House, mm -hmm. right, all of a sudden everything's good and you can't criticize this and nothing's bad. Do these people not realize how many Obama-era appointees mm -hmm. are all throughout these agencies from top to bottom? It, that's what's crazy about the tribalistic mentality when right. it's your team, my team. Now, all of a sudden, we have a different label. Basically, you just switch un uniforms. Like, you were, the, you were the Jaguars last year. Now, you're the, you're the Houston Texans this year. Right. But you're the same people, right? Right. So, we can switch uniforms. The administration, quote-unquote, was Democrat. Now, the administration is Republican. Do you know how many Democrats from Obama are still in this so-called Republican administration yet? I mean, think about Strzok. Yeah. Think about Comey. Think about all the stuff that we've seen. Sessions. Sessions. <laughs> and we, you've even been personally attacked for that very reason. Right. You can't criticize these people because they work for Trump. Guess what? Half of them are not Trump appointees. They've been there a long time. Right. So this is the lunacy of it. This is why you have to break out of this Big D, Big R, my team, your team. You can't think and interpret things like this. This is the nonsense that happens. So you, this is a this is a Fox News reporter doing the very same thing that that the left mainstream media Huff does Post every single day: distort the facts just enough to get it on your side to put forward your message, even though it doesn't match what this guy even said. Well, not only Big D, Little R, now we have just straight up personalities, right? Because now that we're, we're, we, we point out something that Trump has done right, then people hate us. We point out something that Trump's done wrong, people hate us. It's not even just a Republican thing now. It's this Trump thing. And what, I, I no, just want to put this thing. is not about Trump. No, this one no, is not about here, Trump. No president will destroy this nation. Tribalism no. will. Yeah, The absolutely. fact that we cannot think for ourselves and they have conditioned us to be on this team and that team and pit each other against each other, one another so that you cannot get to the heart of the issue and you never solve these problems. We are going to destroy our country, not them. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Samuel Adams said, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily uh, subdued. Subdued, that's right. When knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. But on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. We've lost attachment with liberty. We've lost attachment with our principles. We have lost attachment with a simplistic morality. And I'm not talking about religion, okay? I'm not talking about, uh, you know, what church you attend to. I'm talking about the basic tenets of morality, and we've lost them. And so now we're able to take a situation that identifies, that could possibly identify a real serious principled problem. 
are Americans actually being denied due process at the border? Yeah, well, even the guy who says it, right, he's, he plays the same game at the end. You do not have to take part in illegal acts ordered by this president's administration. Does that imply the illegal orders of the previous president's administrations? Okay, because this happened under Obama, just like he alleges is happening today. They didn't mm-hmm. care about it then. He cares about it now. So that's the thing. It's the flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop. If all we know and all we're loyal to is party and members of that party, we will fall. And then and that's that's why we do what we do here. I know that um, we are a teach show and not a talk show, which doesn't make us as sensational as as many of the others. As a matter of fact, we've been approached by people who 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 present us with these sensational type stories and and we want you to do this and we've had people say Chrisanne you could make so much money on your show if you just did this but we're yeah, not if in you it just attack Democrats if you just if you just attack Republicans yeah. if you just supported Trump if you just supported Cruz if you just whatever it's but see it's always a different personality in other words if you plug in and be part be a part of be a cog in the wheel of what's destroying this country you can make so much money well obviously we are not about that. And I just, I want to say thank you to you today for the loyalty that you have to liberty and to principle. I really don't believe that it's a loyalty to Chris Ann Hall. I don't believe that it's no. a loyalty to J.C. Hall. And I hope that it's not. Because I, you know, when we teach, we're always like, I, I don't want you to go around saying Chris Ann Hall said, because we don't teach our opinions. We don't teach our perspectives. We teach truth. We teach history. We teach foundations. We teach original source text. But I want to thank you for your loyalty to liberty, for your loyalty to principle, your diligence to learning more. I am forever a student. I believe that any teacher that stops being a student should stop being a teacher. And as you, you heard on the show today, we're, we're constantly challenging ourselves in understanding. And I want to thank you for that. We couldn't do this without you. Let's go be fruitful and multiply. Let's bring more people into the fold. Share the show. Share the website. Bring people in. I'll, uh, during the week, we gave a challenge. I want to challenge you today. Challenge your best friend who does not listen to the show. Maybe your best friend listens to the show. The next best friend who does not listen to the show. Challenge them to listen to five episodes. Just five. Any five of their choice. And see if they don't want to keep listening for more. I believe, I'm confident, that, that what we teach, the knowledge and truth, is in, in, infectious. Yeah. Liberty is infectious. Abigail Adams made the comment uh, that she was delighted to see liberty like a flame as it as it spread from soul to soul. That that quote just it gives me goosebumps every time I say it, because that's how we believe. And that's what we teach. It's got to be about liberty. That's got to be the central thing. I believe that blind support is more dangerous than blind opposition. So this blind hatred out there mm-hmm. and the blind support out there are both dangerous right. and destructive to our nation. Well, we're about building up a future generation, and we're going to do that with your help. We are, are going to start our Constitution Month next week and uh, help us push 
this liberty over security principle over party, Let truth over personality next week. Let's see how many new liberty first minded people we can have by the end of September. God bless you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Let me know.